Welcome back to the Scott Jackson Show. It's time for Football at Four on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, Football at Four is going to be live at Hackers at Hilltop here off Laskin Road in Virginia Beach. Uh, again, they've got the big game party coming up on Sunday, the big game watch party on Sunday, February 11th. They'll have not only great food, drinks, the 70 TVs all broadcasting, the action, including large screens and bays for optimal viewing, but they will also have, uh, obviously, your chance to come out here and, and try out these fun golf simulations here as well. Uh, if you want to be part of it, hackers at hilltop.com, or you can get your tickets in person by just coming on by here. And the phone number is 757-351-3931. You can book a bay today or get the general mission ticket, and this is the big game party that will be legendary. No cancellations, no refunds. Once you're in, you're in, and you're in for an unforgettable time in the big game watch party. And if you want to get a round in prior to the game, you can do that here as well. They'll open uh, up, and they'll be open up until 1 o'clock on Sunday, but closing at 3 uh, to prepare for the big game party that happens from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the greatest of state-of-the-art indoor golf facility here in the area, Eat, Drink, and Watch Sports Facility, the uh, sports fans' destination, Virginia Beach Hackers at Hilltop. Eat, drink, and score. So come on out here. If you can't get out here today with us, obviously they're here. You know, they're not just here today. They're here all <laughs> the time. They'll still be here. They'll still be here, but we prefer you to come out at some point today as well. All right, we're here till 7, uh, 757-687-9494, the text line and the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line. All right, I want to get some of these texts in a bit. They're backing up. I get it. Uh, a lot of Cliff Kingsbury react on the commander's front, uh, no question. Have you seen this story? This is wild. So the 49ers, you know, because they're the NFC team or the road team, so they have to go to UNLV to practice. Apparently, they hate the fielder. There's a huge problem Shocking. with, the, with the, <laughs> the field. They said the sod and the surf are, are, are starting are just too soft. They said it, it's not right. It's not, you know, they're worried about safety. Um, the NFL put sod on top of the uh, field turf, apparently, and starting at Lane a week ago, and it, they just don't think it's great for practice, according to his report from ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, the NFL hardness score. What? Yeah, it's called a hardness score. Okay. Uh, for fields, average is 78, with no field being less than 70. The 49ers say they think this field is in the 50s. So I, I don't know how that happened. But the, the no field should be less than 70, but this field's in the 50s, according to the 49ers' uh, own measurements of the hardness score, whatever that is. Do they have a hardness guy on staff? I, I don't know. I mean, Do they jump up and down on it or something? What's clearly, these, 49er fa- these 49ers forget when they used to play candlestick, which was like a, probably a negative the 50. The mud pit. The mud pit, like where people <laughs> would go sinking into the earth on it. But it is weird because, remember, like last Super Bowl, we had the game surface was terrible, right? In, right, in Arizona, yeah. uh, they were slipping and sliding the um, – Chiefs and the Eagles, more so the Eagles it felt like than the Chiefs uh, in that football game, but there was all kinds of problems. That was a big story. And then we found out later that the NFL, for whatever reason, had resotted, you know, later in the season and people were mad about it uh, and all this stuff. I mean, but what a, what a weird thing to have going on here. Like, because they have pe- ops that go ahead of time to check out all the facilities they're getting into. And I guess the other option that may be in play here is where they would also share the Raiders facility with the Chiefs, but they'd have to change all their practice times now. So they have this one schedule set up, but they completely might flip it in order to have the better field in their mind that's a better field to practice on. Isn't it weird that – isn't this something you feel like should have been settled in what? I don't know, December? I just kind of feel like they should something? have known this like before they went out there. I don't know. I mean, again, you have people that go ahead of time. Uh, you just feel like you would have this stuff you know, figured out quick, quicker. I don't know. And, and if Very I were to tell strange. you that one team, you get to practice at the Raiders facility. The other team gets to practice at – 
UNLV. That just yeah. doesn't seem right. very – I mean, the not Runner shocked Rebs. that the Raiders have a better facility than right, UNLV. Right. And that's no disrespect to the Run Rebels. Right, right. The the, the Run and Rebs. I mean, if it was basketball, I'd feel better about the UNLV situation well, that's, that's very than true. I do about football. But it is kind of strange. But we'll see what happens <laughs> if they end up switching spots or not. Of course, tonight is the whole – uh, meet the Teams event. Um, at some point, Roger Goodell, in between now and the Meet the Teams event, is speaking today. It kind of feels weird uh, that he's not like more front and center today. Yeah. And it is an invite-only situation Ooh. with the commissioner, which is weird because I don't think he's appreciated some of the questions he's gotten over the last you several think? years. So he's decided, <laughs> all right, here's the people I can trust to keep us on the, our talking points that we're going to have in here. But uh, anyway. Poor Roger. Yeah. So the NFL is uh, kind of controlling that situation, but not so much the field that the, uh, the 49ers are practicing on at this point. Uh, it's a very strange uh, situation, though, that they have a problem literally as the week starts with the practice facility. Kind of important to be able to do that correctly. Oh, there really nobody on a Monday. They're probably not doing a whole heck of a lot Tuesday either. It's really Wednesday, Thursday, and then a little bit of a walkthrough on Friday and Saturday, and then it'll be then it'll be off to the game. So, all right, via the text machine at seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Man, Marcus, who is a Raiders fan, says I was so excited when the Raiders were going to hire Cliff Kingsbury. And in typical Raider fashion, we drop the ball on that and go hire Luke Getze. <laughs> Shaking my head. Last I checked, the offense struggled all because we didn't want to give him a three-year contract. Raider Nation, Marcus. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, the, if it was really – if that's what it was, right? Like, because, again, we don't know. I mean, maybe he liked the commander's job better. Uh, and they got in late into this thing. Because you can – as somebody had suggested earlier, tamper. And it's not tampering. The guy's a – he's free – to work wherever he wants yeah, to. Yeah, and he wasn't even in yeah. the NFL. He, wasn't in, he the was NFL. in college. Right, there's no tampering. I mean, he's, he's got a college job that allows him to go look for other jobs. So there's no tampering. I mean, he didn't sign a contract with the Raiders, so they swooped, swooped in and uh, got him. You know, there you go. So I don't know if that's what changed his mind and slowed the negotiations or if it was the really the three-year deal on the contract. But whatever it was, uh, was, um, was certainly a problem. So our guy, uh, Frank in Virginia Beach, said, uh, talking earlier, we were talking about Cliff Kingsbury. Coach Ronnie says everything he said about Cliff Kingsbury is the same thing they could say about Sean McVay, right? Like too good looking to be a head coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dresses too well, too hip, too young yeah. looking. <laughs> Except McVay won a Super Bowl because Dan Crockey was willing to pay uh, the future for it. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, they want it. I mean, if you're going to run the credit card bill up, you better sh- – You got one. You got one. That's you all You got to get a chip, right? Yeah. Now, Willingham tells me on the text that on February 1st – and you're going to have to go check the records. Uh, that would have been last – Thursday, uh, he told us the commanders will trade away the second pick to get Chicago's first pick to try to get Caleb Williams with a package deal. Check my text. All right. Well, I will. I will. Although I don't have a – yes. No, it's right here. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Literally right here, the last text. The no, last he text nailed it. He, he did say they would trade their number two pick and move up. We're going to have to probably cost you a little bit more of that. I think we went through the draft uh, value chart last week. It would probably be a number two. I mean, you're just switching picks. Your second-round pick, which is actually, ironically, the pick you got from the Bears. Just give it back. From Montez Sweat, yeah. you just give it back. So it's almost like you're trading Montez Sweat for Caleb Williams, in a sense. Well, I like that so much better. Yeah. Does it sound better? Than the way I went before. I like yeah. that. No, yeah, let's yeah. just stay with that. All right, so then you're also going to have to give back like a, a fourth or a fifth, I think, was the other one for this year, maybe one other right. one. But that's how the value chart works. Now, the value chart is out the window if you're the Bears. You're like, you really want Caleb Williams? Guess what? Here's what it's going to cost you, and then you see if the commanders blink or not. I mean, because you don't have to just because, I don't know, who, who, originally it was a Jimmy Johnson chart, right? Like, and now everybody used, and somebody else modified it and modernized it or what have you. I mean, whatever your value chart is, I mean, if you're the Bears, you, you control whatever you want to sell that pick for. 
You don't have to do that. We were talking about it last week. It almost make more sense for Chicago if you want to get those you know, additional ones to move back further. Usually that's where you get the additional right, ones. Right. If you're only moving back one spot, you're probably not getting an additional one from Washington. I guess you could try. But, it, but I guess at the same time, maybe you could be really wheeling a deal and move back one spot and then more, move back more so even if you weren't sold on any of those quarterbacks and you were trying to find another position of need. But on the flip side of that, if you're Washington, you could say, this dude doesn't want to play for you. Why right. should we give you X, Y, and Z sure. when this guy's not going to play for you? So you go ahead and draft him and see how far that gets you. Right. I mean, if this is a truly, some people predicted it's going to be an Eli Manning situation, John Elway, if you want to go way back machine on us. One of those situations where this dead set are not doing it. Um, I don't know if he's got minor league baseball in his blood. Uh, <laughs> if he's going to, like Elway's like, I'll go play for the Columbus uh, Clippers, I think he said back in the day, right? I was going to go play for the Columbus Clippers, who were the at that time the Yankees AAA organization. That's what he was telling everybody he was going to do. Uh, in the case of Eli and, you know, his dad Archie was running the show, they didn't want any parts of the Chargers, so they flipped the trade, and obviously the Chargers went ahead and took Eli anyway, you know, and then the, the Giants took Philip Rivers, and they have swapping, and then there was a whole package part of that, and it worked out pretty well for both teams. Obviously, the Giants, the two chips, Eli's, or excuse me, Rivers probably has more numbers by, you know, right. in terms of that, but he's also in that category, greatest, one of the greats never to win a Super Bowl. Sally for Philip Rivers. But, yeah, I could, I could see, you know, look, they kind of laid this out. The GQ story, was it August we, re- we were talking about this or, or, or September? I think it was September. Yeah, 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 where they had some strong feelings about the draft system and about what type of team they wanted uh, Caleb Williams to play for. And yep. that's going to turn some folks off. I get it. But, you know, if you ask Giant fans, are you comfortable with Eli Manning's career year? Like, yeah, I mean, the Broncos folks, pretty comfortable with John Elway. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't depend. I mean, Kobe Bryant also – True. Uh, yep. Went through this with the Hornets, right? Like, same type of thing. And it is a big power play. There's no question about it. But if you're, um, if you're looking at it from the person's standpoint, like, do I really want to send them to the place where quarterbacks go to die in Chicago? Or do you want to f- kind of control the situation? And by the way, to be fair here, not to say Washington's a place where quarterbacks grow to be, you know, a Hall of Famers. These are sad facts, yes. <laughs> I, mean, yes. Let's, I mean, you kind of go a ways back for Sammy Baugh. And, and Sonny Jurgensen. Don't go that far I mean, back. That's, where, that's the two Hall of Famers. <laughs> Jurgensen and Sammy Ball, okay? Jeez. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the franchise. No, I understand I'm, that. I'm just being that's real just, here. That's just I'm not being, what I wanted to hear I'm out loud I'm just being honest right about that's it. That's okay. Then, All right. In terms of drafted quarterbacks, it's a lot worse. Your honesty I mean, is noted. It, it, it's a lot worse. In terms of, hey, hometown guy playing for the, the Washington franchise is also really crappy. All right? <laughs> I don't even want, you don't want to go down that road. One ends in real tragedy, <sighs> while the other one was just a guy who, you know, he looks like he's loafing on a Super Bowl team. But anyway, <laughs> that, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> Speaking of which, we will get to the 49ers defensive issues later on. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> What's going on there? And when I tell you the numbers, amount of money they've wasted there this offseason, you're going to be blown away. All right, 757-687-9494. Keep the uh, text coming. We'll talk about the other coordinator that was hired today. And apparently the guy's going to run the defense for uh, Dan Quinn, Joe Witt Jr. in with Washington. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, again, 757-687-9494. You want to hit us up via the uh, text line or the uh, Belly Hoos phone line. We're at Hackers at Hilltop here. It's Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law, coming at you from Hackers on Hilltop as uh, 
We are here till 7. Reminder, if you come on out and see us, uh, come see us because we're in one of the bays. What number bay are we in? Do we have a number on this bay? We're the VIP lounge. Oh, hello, hello. Technically, we're in the back. Hello. <laughs> Ask them to show you VIP lounge if you come out here today uh -huh. between now and 7. We got tickets to give away. Um, so you'll have your choice uh, if you come on by and see us while supplies last. We got Train Ario Speedwagon with tickets going on sale on Friday. Uh, they're coming to United uh, Home Loans Amphitheater, uh, the PBR, Professional Bull Ridings. That's not Paps the Ribbon uh, in, at Hampton Coliseum later this month. We've also got Australian Pink Floyd tickets to give away Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. So uh, come on out. we got those tickets to give away, and we'll be doing them while supplies last. So see us here today at Hackers at Hilltop. And while you're here, you can inquire about the big game party too, which is going to be a lot of fun. All right, so did you um, – as we discussed today, beyond Cliff Kingsbury being hired by the Commanders, they also hired Joe Witt Jr. as the uh, team's defensive coordinator. One of the more interesting parts of that hiring is what Dan Quinn said during the presser, which is Joe Witt Jr. will, in fact, call the defense. Um, so this is the first time we've heard the head coach talk about the fact that they're going to go with uh, Joe Witt Jr. as the coordinator. He's been with Quinn for the last four years, and he will be in charge of the defense. He, of course, gets a lot of the credit in Dallas. Um, in addition... Um, to Quinn himself for being such a takeaway defense and being really good for the DBs. He was the passing game defensive coordinator there and was obviously what this team did was take the football away from other teams, something that Washington's been lousy at mm -hmm. for a long stretch here. Um, our poll question of the day at Jackson Sports on the X uh, or on the Twix or on the Twitter, however you want to refer to it, uh, brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings is how do you feel about Dan Quinn's coordinator hires and Cliff Kingsbury is the OC, Joe Witt is the DC, and shockingly, James, shockingly, 75% of those polled so far makes them more excited. Wow. All yeah. right. Uh, only 8.4 say it's a complete disaster, uh, <laughs> while, while um, only 7.6 makes them less excited. This feels very different. Yeah, it does. Compared Not used to, to the Quinn, The Quinn thing was people were very angry. Uh, my man Charles says this, after 30 years of disappointment, I'm just going to be in the show me mode. Even if I had been Ben Johnson or, or Mike McDonald, MacDonald, uh, I don't get fired up. Whoever it is, just show me. Okay. Very rational. That's fair. Very rational. Uh, 12th man says, excited with Junior, hesitant regarding Kingsbury. He relates well to young QBs, but his offenses have been average and too predictable. You know what they also do? They run out of gas. Yeah, right, that's true. Right. Like his team's run out of gas. And, and, again, he's not the head coach here. He's not the head coach anymore. But his teams in Texas, at Texas Tech and at Arizona ran out of gas. They start fast, and then they don't finish. Um, also adds layering, layering hasn't been frequent enough, consistency enough, missed key details. Will uh, Cliff Kingsbury insist on quarterbacks uh, show up on time and study playbooks? I see. Um, red flag, he said. He got a red flag being held up. Um, another one from a guy named Dr. Bombay says, uh, I was intrigued, intriguing. I'm more interested in Kingsbury's run concepts and pass concepts. Hopefully this brings the creativity and the uh, forward thinking I wanted from the enemy. Bernie, uh, or Ernie rather, says bottom line is we just have to see how these, this team in general and other offense in particular functions once they get all the pieces together. New group of coaches. I'm giving them a lot of leeway to set this thing up um, as they see fit. So I pick other. So he goes other. All right, there you go. Keep voting. You'll have time uh, on the on the X at uh, Jackson Sports. So the Witt Juniors thing's interesting, just from this standpoint, because um, with with Dan Quinn, he had in Atlanta, like I said, arm wrestled with the idea: Am I the defense? Should I call it? Should I not call it? Apparently, he was delegating more in Dallas. 
So he feels comfortable enough with Witt to do it. I, I don't hate it if the defense is good. I will hate it if they're bad. Well, of course. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out front right now. That's going to be my rationale. Hey, if it works, it's great. If it doesn't, it sucks. But at the same That's time, how I'm deal with it, okay? don't you kind of feel like Dan Quinn's the kind of guy where if it's not working early – He's going to say, yeah. "All right, I'm just yeah. going to, I'll just take over calling the plays because we, because yeah. you know he can do that." But also, you got to feel like because he's already been a head coach, because yeah. he's already he's already been in this position, the fact that he is is not wanting to call the defensive right. plays right away has to be something that he learned during his time in Atlanta, and maybe, maybe thinking, "Okay, let's try it this way this time. Maybe it'll work out better." But that's a big maybe. Yeah, um, it is. It is interesting um, how how that's that he decided to come this way right away. And, again, this guy's been with him for four years, so maybe you trust him enough that they kind of think the same way. Maybe it's also one of the – look, he's got a headset on. doesn't right, mean he can't right. talk during the plays. You know what I mean? It's not like Witt can call and he's like, whoa, whoa, like he can say, wait a minute, what are you doing? Like he could say, no, let's exactly, do that. Yeah. He can shape it. It's not like he's going to be, as somebody put it to us earlier, arms folded <laughs> and not paying attention. Um, but, anyway, I don't know who that was a reference to. But sure enough, oh, I have no idea who that would describe. I'm getting a little bit of this too on the on the um, on the X from earlier uh, that the people who watched the press conference today that noticed that Josh Harris doesn't say Commanders. <laughs> well, can we not do this right now? Oh, I love it. He does say Washington. He tends yes, to he say does. Washington. He does. He does. He does. Now I think he said, which really got people excited a few months ago when they first got the team. He did say Redskins quite a few times. He did say, but that. he stopped doing that. By the way, it is is Washington. So yeah, I, I do believe they're um, they are that is the thing that is the name is subject to change just because they're running out of all the le- the the hats just look weird with all the lettering on it. Well, know? and and I think that we're we're trying to do everything we can to erase the Danny era. Yeah, that's probably part you of know? it. Part of it as well. Um, also today worth noting is last week before there was a coordinator known for the Commanders. There was a, I had a few people tell me about Greg Roman. Well, Greg Roman has hooked back up with Jim Harbaugh out in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Of course, he was Jim's guy first, then went and worked with John for a period of time with the Ravens and and Lamar Jackson before being fired last year. And, of course, they went with uh, Todd Munkin, who lost his mind in the most important game of the season, forgot forgot how to run the ball. So that's interesting. So, yeah, I'm not surprised to see Greg Roman with Jim Harbaugh again. But he's fascinated to see what they do with Justin Herbert. The big because the big fella can move a little bit, right? I mean, I don't think they're gonna. Oh yeah. I'm not, oh, I don't yeah. think they're gonna be like running him twenty times a game or anything. But the big fella's got the big fella can move a little bit. I don't. I don't feel like that's gonna be a big part of their offense. But it is interesting with uh, Greg Roman in there. You know. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what they do at running back there too, right? Because I think we're we're kind of. To the point where we feel like Austin Eckler's not going to be back, right? So, so do they stick with who they have with Kelly? And, and I know they have a couple of other backs there as well that they probably like. But you also feel like maybe that's something they look at in the draft, too, because yeah. they're not exactly flush with cash right now. So it, it seems like they're going to have to go the maybe the unproven route at running back. And how does that affect the Greg Roman offense? I don't know. All right. Uh, 757-687-9494 uh, via the text line. Somebody says, please, and I mean please, do not fall to their knees or, you know, what over with uh, whatever <laughs> for that number one overall pick. Yes, yes, I, I get the, uh, the imagery there. Thank yes, you. Yes, thanks for yes, that. Yes, yes. So don't, don't overextend yourself is what you're trying to say for the number one overall pick. I got you. I got you. Okay. We'll clean that up for you for radio because, you know. That was good editing on your Yes, part. good editing. Well done. I had to do it on the fly there as well. 
All right. Uh, again, we are out here at Hackers at Hilltop. Big game watch party coming this Sunday, February 11th. They'll have delicious food, refreshing drinks. The 70 TVs broadcasting it all, including large screens in the bays for optimal viewing. Don't want to miss it. You won't miss it in play or any commercial. All big game watch party options include food and drink tickets, so you can secure your spot at hackersathilltop.com or grab your tickets here in person. You can do that today. We're here till 7. We'd love to see you. we got tickets to give away. Come by and see us. We're in the VIP Baller Lounge. Uh, come on out here and we'll, uh, we'll hook you up. Uh, again, phone number here to Hackers. If you can't make it out today, 757-351-3931. Book a bay today or get general admission. The big game will be legendary. No cancellations, no refunds. Once you're in, you're in for an unforgettable big watch game party. And, again, if you are want to get around in before the game, you can swing by early. The restaurant at base will be open until 1 o'clock on Sunday, but closing at 3 to prepare for the big game watch party happening this Sunday from 5 to 11 p.m. State-of-the-art indoor golf, eat, drink, and watch sports facility. It's the sports fans' destination here in Virginia Beach. Hackers at Hilltop, eat, drink, and score. All right, 757-687-9494. Uh, some more NFL to dive into coming up. We'll get more into the Super Bowl and the 5 o'clock hour. Um, very interesting stuff uh, to get to on some concerns that the 49ers have about their defense right now and what that may or may not mean for Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid's offense uh, as we continue here from Hackers at Hilltop. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. James Withams, got your sports center. You are listening to The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we're uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. If you missed the uh, first hour that is up on the uh, website right now, you can go podcast that and jump into the podcast. And here, uh, Old Dominion Head Coach Ricky Ronnie was here with us here at Hackers at Hilltop for a good part of the first hour talking all things uh, NFL, some college, obviously some ODU stuff uh, with him as well in the offseason that has been ahead. Again, Hackers at Hilltop, if you have not done it yet, you can still secure tickets. There's a big game party coming up this uh, week, hackersathilltop.com, or you can grab them in person, or you can call them, like the old-fashioned way, at 757-351-3931, the big game bash coming up this weekend. All right, so the 49ers and the Chiefs, uh, they will we'll have their little – these call it media day, right? Like, these call it media day in the yeah. old days. But they'll have, like, the meet-the-teams night now, and it's just, you know, complete chaos. The 49ers uh, in them, they'll get to ask weird – get weird questions. You know, everybody will have their own little area to talk and all that stuff. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably learn absolutely nothing that we already didn't know about these <laughs> two teams at this point. But, you know, who knows? I'm sure Travis Kelsey will get asked 300 different ways about Taylor Swift, and, you know, th- that will be part of it, I'm sure. Now, here, here I'm going to bring this up. I'm just curious about this. Um what your thoughts on it were. So last night they have the Grammys, right? Right. And she apparently did very well, from what I understand. Uh, one album of the year, something, fourth time or something, right? It's like unheard of. Yep. But he wasn't there. So Andy Reid, you know, apparently wasn't letting that happen. No. He wouldn't, he wouldn't allow no, that no, to no, happen. No, no, Andy no. Reid wouldn't allow that to happen. Do you find him to be less committed than her because he didn't say, hell with him, fines. I'm going to go hang with my woman and support her. Or do, you th- do you think that makes him less serious in this relationship because of that i think there there are some in the swifty camp that might feel that way yes but <laughs> but no i mean this is this is part of the gig right super bowl is bigger than the grammys this is, is what you're this telling is me part of, well yeah of course it is yeah i know that's a whole other discussion but anyway yeah right. yeah no i feel like it, it shows how committed he is just in general 
the fact that he wasn't there. It, sh it shows that once he's committed to something, he sticks to it. That should make the Swifties feel good. Yeah, well, that's true. Like, but I don't know if it will. I mean, they're gonna they're they're probably gonna spin it to be a negative on Travis Kelsey for not showing up to be with his woman. But uh, yeah, I don't think he had much of a choice, right? He he did not no, have a whole no. lot of choice. There are coaches that would have let him go, and Andy Reid is not one of them. Yeah, this is just the one week I don't think he can goof around with it because every little thing is going to be dissected, yep. right? Oh, did yep. this team have the curfew? This team didn't. You know, guess who was at the craps table? Like all these kind of things, you know. And you know, weird travel stuff happens all the time, and if he ends up yep. missing a day, you yeah, know, yeah. that's a problem. And I'm sure that you know the commissioner. Imagine that he wasn't there for media day. Right. I'm sure right. the commissioner would have just loved that. No, no, yeah, that would. No, I don't think it would have been a problem because again, it would have been very easy from last night to get there today. But you'd think, yeah, you would think that. I mean, last night because the thing is until later tonight, it would have been very simple. But, you know, Andy Reid, he's a stickler, apparently. He, you know, he, he might support her and think it's good for his player, but he's not crazy. But he's not going to, you know, allow his player to miss, you know, to miss to go be part of that spectacle exactly. the night before the Super Bowl spectacle, the weeks of the Super Bowl spectacle stuff. All right, 757-687-9494, If you missed it in the uh, first hour, we talked about this. The commanders uh, shake up with um, their staff today with Cliff Kingsbury being announced. Obviously, it means Eric Bieniemy is out. Um, they did ask Quinn about that during the presser. Said he thinks he's an excellent coach. Had a chance to visit with him today. We'll continue uh, that dialogue, but we're not going to be. But he will not be working here uh, together here. So, wonder what's left for Eric Bieniemy after this cycle because he took a chance to go to Washington to kind of cash in on an opportunity for head coaching gigs. Didn't work out. Um, does he go back to Kansas City? Right, like that's possibly in play here, or is it? Other jobs, and I'm trying to think now, like because the Raiders just closed up. There's maybe a few more OC jobs available this cycle. I'm not sure that if I'm making if I'm right about that or not. There might be one or two openings, or maybe they're all closed this morning. You know, that's a good that's a good question. I think there might still be. Well, I mean, one there also might. Left, be, well, the problem is like so you'd have ones where you're really you know it's kind of like the Andy Reid situation, right? Like the the Titans hired an OC kind of guy. The the Panthers hired an OC kind of guy. You know, I mean, everybody's hired right. somebody that's really right. the play caller. So you would be kind of back in the same situation you were prior with Andy Reid at this point. So I don't know what really. And I don't know that he's doing that. You know. Yeah, at I don't this either. Point. I don't either. And I think I would also like to know if he um, would would uh, consider going to college. I was going to say, is the Boston College job still well, open? Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> well, there's that. But I mean, just like taking a college. OC job or, or yeah or college job period right to kind of have more power and to kind of have a different thing on his resume because his NFL thing it feels like is now gone backwards on him in the last yeah. two cycles because again the ja the, uh, the the Commanders thing didn't hit the way they wanted it to it clearly his last year you know can't you know in Kansas City it felt like he was tapped out as far as how far that was going to get him and again unless unless Reed's out unless Reed's truly out and, and the, that job's open if he were to retire. It just doesn't feel like there's any real opportunities there for growth. And doesn't it just feel like malpractice if, if Andy Reid retires, if Spags doesn't get that job, though, at this point? Don't you feel like Spagnuolo's earned <sighs> that opportunity? Wow. That's, so here's what's weird about him. He has not, I don't think, got any head coaching interviews for a bunch of off-seasons. He had the one run and then the interim run. Um, you know, the Rams was terrible. Then was in with the Giants at the end of Coughlin. I think he became the interim, yeah, and that was not particularly good either. But as a defensive coordinator, he's been great. Yeah, I just don't think anyone's hiring Spags. And, but at the same time, if you're the Chiefs, this idea of Matt Nagy, I mean, shoo, I don't know, man. 
<laughs> I know. That's, I, that's I don't not know, something, man. That's not something that, we're doing. That's not no, really no. exciting either if you saw the Bears years. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't fire you up. And I know they're like, well, he didn't have Pat Mahomes there. He didn't have this Kansas City championship caliber DNA and all this stuff. That's fine. Uh, but I don't know. Well, and Steve Spagnuolo, tough, to be fair, in his previous stops didn't have Patrick Mahomes No, either. he didn't. Nobody does, right? So, so when you've got somebody like that, I'm not saying that, you know, hey, this time will be different. But, I mean, if you were going to give him another shot, yeah. this would be the time to do it when you know you've got an all-everything quarterback and you've got continuity there if you choose to keep it. Via the uh, text machine, 757-687-9494, Paulie says Kelsey knows that Beyonce should have won. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay-Z certainly thought so. Yeah, well, at least nobody came up and took the award from her this that time. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always kind of awkward. Uh, 757-687-9494. You keep the text coming. That's good. Um, yeah, who else is up for album of the year? I don't even know. Do they do these in categories anymore? Is this like pop album or is it rock I think this is album? like album of the year. So I mean, they, do, they, do, they do have that, but right, it's also right. like there's an all-encompassing album, yeah, so album of the year. Boy Genius, John Batista, Miley Cyrus. Uh, Lena Del Rey, Janelle Monnier, Olivia Rodriguez, and something called SCA, which I have no idea. I've not heard any of these. I've heard of these people, but never heard any of their music, nor do I care to. Well, Miley Cyrus did win a Grammy last night. It just wasn't that one. Yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't say. I couldn't vouch for any of those albums. Sorry. So I don't know. I'll take your word for it, Pauly. But yeah, I can't. I can't vouch for any of that stuff. Well, the thing is, is that Beyonce is kind of like the Susan Lucci of the Grammys, where she keeps not winning album of the year. Oh, is that and right? And that's starting to become a problem. Well, you could make it into a market marketing thing, like Susan Lucci did. There you I go. suppose. I guess you could do that. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four um, ninety four. All right, coming up, we'll um, get back to some Super Bowl stuff here. There's an interesting explainer out there from Kyle Shanahan in the uh, Peter King column today on the whole. How did this this idea that Tom Brady could be with the 49ers and Brock Purdy made the comment kind of offhanded a few weeks ago that, hey, you know, they were going to replace Brady with me or replace me with replace Brady. You know, they're going to put him in my spot. Where, where did that come from? How did that get started? Uh, Kyle Shanahan with the explainer on that coming up. All right, Scott Jackson Show coming at you live from Hackers at Hilltop here. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. This is the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And we are brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. As we're coming at you at the Hackers at Hilltop. Be here with you till 7. Again, come on by and see us while supplies last. We've got tickets to give away. Train Ario Speedwagon, the PBR coming to Hampton Coliseum later this month. A couple weeks to be exact the professional bull riding, and the Australian Pink Floyd show, Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion on the 28th of June. Uh, again, just come on out and see us, and while supplies last, you might be a winner as well. And say hello. We're in the uh, VIP lounge here at Hackers at Hilltop. They've got all these cool bays here for you to uh, tune up in your golf game, great golf simulators. And um, not surprisingly, they tell us that the course at Pebble Beach is the number one most simulated huh, game. Shocking. Yeah, not surprising to hear that. All right, in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to get to some of these props off the Super Bowl, some early ones that I've seen today that are kind of interesting. Um, there'll be a lot of weird ones this week, as we talked to Tim Murray about the other day. You know, like the coin toss, length, and those kind of things. Like These aren't things that like they're going to be at your local casino. Those are more like offshore-ish kind of things uh, that are out there. But they're nonetheless, they're interesting. Because people tend to care about these things. So last week, Brock Purdy 
well, it was a few weeks ago, Brock Purdy just flippantly had said during an interview that, yeah, you know, they told me they would they could replace me with Tom Brady. And people are like, what? When did that happen? He said, this offseason. Well, Mike Shanahan has confirmed he, in fact, said that to Brock Purdy. Wow. He was with uh, Peter King um, the other day in his column, and he said, yeah, we told him that. He goes, I'm glad you asked me that question. Yeah, I, I was serious about it. As we talked, I'm going. I'm looking at Brock. He's got his arm in a sling, and I'm really not sure I've got a quarterback who's going to be ready for the 2023 season. That's how all this started. Um, Shanahan went on to say to him, and he goes, I thought it was a compliment to him that, yeah, I mean, you're the starting quarterback unless we get, like, Tom Brady. <laughs> he goes, so what I figured was, you know, I was giving him the biggest compliment ever. He goes, I let him know that he's our guy long-term, no question, and if Brady wanted to come here and start for one year – uh, that's the only way you're not going to be starting when you're healthy this year. He goes, that's pretty cool. I wanted to assure him, don't worry, you're our guy, but how cool would it be if Tom Brady would be the quarterback here for one season? How cool would that be uh, for you to learn from him? And he goes, I mean, Brock never got hurt. This would have never been a consideration. I never would have brought it up, but I've got to think about the team and uh, what if he's not ready in September. That is fascinating because, remember, we also had this situation, um, what, two off-seasons, three off-seasons ago when – the first go around of oh is you know is Aaron Rodgers available right and Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers called the Packers and the Packers were no were not even a no they were like an f no you basically yeah, much. Matt Lafleur was very upset because this is you know Kyle was a guy he worked with their friends I was kind of felt like this was a disrespect to, to come in there and try to pry Aaron Rodgers away from him after they, you know, were, were hoping to resign him. This was prior to them actually moving him last offseason um, when they did to the Jets. So I thought that was that was interesting that they've gone down this road again. But look, as great as this Niner thing's been, they still haven't won since Steve Young won a Super Bowl. By the That's way, true. Like so, if they were to get, you know, Tom Brady, can you blame him? I mean, Brady wasn't terrible last year. They just ran out of pieces as the year went on. The the Buccaneers. I mean, I wasn't that's not a crazy idea at all. If you're if you're Kyle Shanahan. Now, what have been interesting is what offense would they have run? Right? Like, could you get oh, more of like juicy. the Tom Brady offense into the Kyle Shanahan offense? You know what I mean? I mean, like, how would they've how would that have meshed? Because it's really not a system that Brady was playing in. I'm also thinking about the idea of Tom Brady with Brandon Ayuk and Debo yeah. Samuel and how Mike. great would that Gosh. Be? Yeah. That would be crazy. No doubt. And McCaffrey. Are we putting McCaffrey in this situation? Absolutely. Because I guess we would, right? Sure. So Brady said no, so they got Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> the natural next Yeah, step. the natural. Hey, so we can't get Brady. Let's just go ahead and sign Sam Darnold. Um, okay. So that's what they did. I, I mean, I get what they're saying. Like, you, at that point, we, we all didn't know because this guy's Tommy John surgery. Right. Right. Years over. They clearly, you know, Trey Lance is still hurt, and we don't know what he is at this point, and they have traded him anyway. Um, you know, before the start of the season. So it would have, wouldn't have been the stupidest thing in the world, that's for sure. I mean, nobody would have been mad at him in uh, San Francisco for saying, oh, yeah, for one year, here's our guy, Brock Purdy. We're going to let him rehab and get healthy and, yeah, learn from the GOAT and go from there. I don't think it was – That would have been terrible. No. And, and it is a huge compliment as far as I'm concerned, too. Yeah, I mean, I, but it's just funny how it just kind of come that, came out here the last few days. Now, John Lynch, to his credit, talked about this last week in a 49er or in a San Francisco radio station, and he gives this is my guess as to how it went down. He, he was 100% right uh, if he was really, quote-unquote, guessing um, whether or not that happened officially or not. But anyway, good for Kyle Shanahan for owning it. And, you know, these are things you can talk about now that you're in the Super Bowl and things have gone well. 
Like, and nobody's going to be ticked off about it, right? And getting out in front of it like this, too, also kind of ends the conversation, doesn't it? Because if, if you try and, you know, backpedal on this or act like it didn't happen, it's going to just keep having a life of its own. The fact that you just kind of own it, you can move on from it now. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, oh, crap, he just murdered this story that we were trying to <laughs> yeah, have thanks, fun with. You know? Thanks for the lack of content, yeah. guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Oh, boy. 757-687-9494-757. 687 uh, 94, 94. All right, we'll get to the 49er defensive issues. Uh, Steve Wilkes, it's a very interesting things to say uh, before the team took off for the Super Bowl about where his defense is at the present time, especially after that game against the Detroit Lions last week. We'll also get into some big game bets uh, in the 5 o'clock hour with you as well. Uh, and for this Super Bowl, uh, which is coming up, of course, on Sunday in Las Vegas. Hard, hard to believe uh, for those of us old enough to remember when the NFL treated the idea of gambling as such an awful, awful thing that they're having a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh and they're God, wrapped up all in it now. Loving it. Loving uh-huh. it. Yep. Absolutely loving it. Uh, one NFL story that I found interesting. So last week we were talking about um, Jim Harbaugh and him being brought in, obviously, as the Chargers head coach him. You know, the expectation of who he'd bring from that Michigan staff, one of which was Jay Harbaugh. But Jay's actually, according to multiple reports, now going to be the Seahawks' new special teams coach. Of course, Mike McDonald was on the Michigan staff before going back to the NFL with John Harbaugh. I mean, it's like this again, it's the triangle right now of uh, the Harbaugh's, and now apparently they're, they're uh, I guess, birthing off of their tree would be Mike McDonald. Yep. So now they have all these different places you could go if you work for one of those people. And now it looks like Jay Harbaugh would rather not work for his old man and instead work for Mike McDonald. Well, he did do that for like five years. Maybe, yeah, he did. Maybe he just needs a break. Yeah, I mean, hey, I don't. you can understand that. Not everybody, you know, it's going to be a family reunion like they're going to have in, in Tennessee with the uh, Callahans, right? Coach Cal leaves the uh, Browns to go work with his son. I mean, not everybody's doing that. But apparently Jay Harbaugh's like, you know what, five years of my old man in college, that was good. I'm gonna, I think I'll try something else. <laughs> I think I like Seattle a little bit better with Mike McDonald. But that's a, boy, that's a young staff they're building in Seattle. I mean, what a difference from when, you know, you get – certainly Pete Carroll's got the energy of a 36-year-old. But now to, like, literally, like, they've cut the medium age of that staff in half, literally within a two-week period. And if that works out, my goodness, could you imagine – how long they could keep the band together if they really try? That'd yeah, I mean, and it, there's nothing long term about the NFL anymore. But yeah, I mean, not the craziest thing in the world. Look, Seattle's shown a lot of loyalty over the years. It's been a, a pretty steady, you know, organization. They're not a knee jerk group. Uh, doesn't seem like that has changed with, um, you know, with the daughter now running the show there. I mean, it, it, it's pretty much status quo with the way they like to do things. Mm-hmm. And John Schneider. Of course, the general manager has has done a really nice job, you know, building that thing out. And we'll see how this Mike McDonald thing. Everybody thinks this guy is the true rock star from this coaching class, uh, not the guy who stayed in Detroit. We're, we're about to find out in real time here, pretty shortly, in, in pretty short order. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. That's the text line, also the Ballyhoo's phone line. If you want to jump on board, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. You can uh, join us that way. Again, we are out here at Hackers on Hilltop today or at Hilltop. Uh, call your friends. Book your spot for the Ultimate Big Game Watch Party coming up on Sunday, February 11th. That is just days away, folks. It's six days away. They'll have delicious food, refresh, refreshing drinks, and 70 TVs broadcasting it all, including large screens in the bays for optimal viewing. You won't want to miss 
any play or any commercial. All the big game watch party options include food and drink tickets. Secure your spot online at hackers at hilltop.com or grab your ticket in person or by phone at 757-351-3931. Book a bay today or get general admission ticket. Uh, This is a big game party that will be legendary. No cancellations, no refunds. Once you're in, you're in for an unforgettable big game watch party. And all you want to do is – Get around in before the game on Sunday. You can do that as well. You swing by early. The restaurant and the bays will be open uh, until 1 o'clock on Sunday, but closing at 3 to prepare for the big game watch party happening this Sunday, February 11th from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the state-of-the-art indoor golf eat, drink, and watch sports facility. It's the sports fans' destination in Virginia Beach. Hackers at Hilltop. Eat, drink, and score. All right, James Witham is going to score you a sports center next. We'll dive into some of the uh, big game bets in the next hour. And, oh, yeah, what about that 49er defense after the NFC title game? Steve Wilkes has some biting commentary on his crew. We'll get to that next here. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law.